What's up, Playboys? We got a uh, surprise show tonight. We're going to have a little gambling corner. Here with me, my co-host, Cole Lepchitz. Cole, what's going on, buddy? Man, I'm here for the bonus pod, man. I'm feeling extra chatty tonight. We got a big day. We got a big weekend, man. It was started great um, with the Thursday night, and it just got me hyped, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling right. I, I just came from softball. Played two games, got two dubs. One of them was a walk-off. You know, I hit a home run as well into the wind. That one felt good. Uh, you know, just getting back into it, man. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, I feel like we kind of owed an episode since we missed the uh, last two Sunday nights, I think. But really, I think mm-hmm. a Friday night episode right before college football and then the NFL, your gambling brain is at peak powers right now like i feel like no doubt i could pick every nfl game give you yep. a pick on it and it's gonna hit it's yep. i'm completely wrong but that's how i feel in this moment i mean that's just how it is friday night man you got the juices flowing you're you know like you just been grinding all week and friday nights are just different i mean that's why it's a friday night you know it's probably one of the best nights if not the best night of the week um. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I could sit. I could sit here and I could debate over unders and and spreads and tell you why. Especially NFL, just because there's not as many teams. Uh, college, I could probably do a select few. Um, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I love it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's being up here and it's you know on the app and it's legal or what. I don't know, but. I'm like super into it. I'm like trying to read Vegas' mind 24-7. But it's only Friday night Cole that's like that. You ask any other Cole on a different night, he's just not feeling it. He's like, man, I don't know. He's doubting himself. Friday night Cole's a different animal. He's all in. Yeah, I am I have just like restricted myself to don't even do anything Monday through Thursday. Because yeah. like yesterday I was sitting there and I was like, I think the Steelers are the play. Obviously they weren't. But yeah, they were Thursday, Braylon thought they were. Friday, Braylon knows they're not. Yep. And would have been on the beat, yeah. on the Browns. Yeah, I mean, Monday through, well, we'll say Tuesday. Monday, I wasn't thinking about it. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Cole was like, yep. I mean, it's the Steelers all the way. They're the better team. But then, you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the first quarter, and I'm thinking, huh, I guess Jacoby Brissett's been around for a minute. Oh, yeah, they got Amari Cooper. Oh, and the wind's not blowing as hard as they said it was going to. Which every time I have, I have beef with the weathermen. Whoever we need to, we need to get us a weather person because people they're like they're like yeah, it's gonna be raining. Uh, the wind's gonna be blowing. It's gonna be nasty weather. Go the under. And every time they make a big deal about it, except one that one time in Buffalo. But every time, like it's not even a big deal. Like. I guess technology is just so advanced where they're like, they know how to judge the wind, the throws in the wind, and they can get dry balls in there all the time, and they just know how to stay dry. I don't know. I'm not listening to, to nerds anymore about, about games. Yeah. I'm about to – what year do you think Jacoby Brissett was drafted? If you were to guess. Ooh, that's a good That's a good question. Let's see, he came out of NC State, right? Yes. Oh, 
Maybe like 2012. That feels right. 2016. Jacoby Brissett feels like he's been in the NFL for 12 years. He's only like 28 or 29. He was on the squad with uh, uh, Tom and Garoppolo. Yes. All three of those those are the same quarterback room. All three of them are starting right now. Yeah, they got dealt. Dude, Belichick's an animal, man. One, he he's got the nerve to get all those guys in the same room. Two, he's got the nerve to get rid of all like of all of them. All three of uh, them, literally, even Tom. Left. All yeah, all yeah, even the goat. Now he's got McCorkle. Dude's a savage. Hey, that dude's a savage too. I wouldn't mind having McCorkle in my corner. Let's uh, let's start with some college football since that's what's first. We can just run through some uh, run through some key games and then give. A card at the end of what you think you're gonna bet or what you will be betting. Okay. Um, yeah, let me get this uh, top twenty. We'll go top twenty-five games. So I'm working off my phone. Um, the one you first brought up to me was Minnesota, Michigan State. Yeah, we'll start with that one. I think that one's probably the tightest game of the weekend to look at. Uh, Minnesota is. A two-point favorite or two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Michigan State, who um, I, heard, I heard a guy earlier in the week say they have more holes than a spaghetti strainer in their defense. So, you know, I think that guy's probably going to be right. Uh, but what is, you know, what is Iowa State bringing to the table is my question. And I know they got a great coach. Mm. So, great at home, stretch. I mean, they might be – you don't think he's a great coach? This is we actually talked about this pa- the other day in the you're uh, paddle the boat. Yeah, the, my I already know what's going to happen with Auburn football is we're going to fire Harson and we're going to hire PJ Fleck because he is what Auburn wants to a T. His offense stinks, his defense stinks. He dresses like a dork <laughs> and he has these weird cliches that he just runs with, and that is exactly what the boosters want. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, if it's not, you know, if it's not Dion or, or uh, what's the other guy's name? Guy at Liberty. Hugh Freeze. On the tip of my tongue. Hugh Freeze. I kept wanting to say David Freeze, but I was like, dude's hit, he hits home runs. Um, <laughs> Cardinals legend. That one time he did. Um uh yeah, I mean, I, I, PJ Flake would be a weird one, but some for some reason, it does seem like it fits um, the mold, I guess. But let's give you some facts. Um, so it's at Iowa State. Oh wait, I'm looking at the wrong one. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Minnesota, Michigan State. Yeah, what am I doing? Sorry, the colors are similar. <laughs> One of the worst color schemes in football, too. Yeah, just terrible. Iowa State is brutal to watch. Okay, here we go. Now we're on. Now we're tracking. Minnesota at Michigan State. Minnesota's undefeated. Um, it's moved to three. Uh, minus three. And the over-under is at 50. I don't think I would... 
I don't really know much about that over-under. Um, let's see. It looks like the money is pretty even um, on either side. So, I don't know. This one's going to be a gut check, I think. Yeah, does it show what um, it opened up? I can give you that answer. By the way, do you know um, who Minnesota's quarterback is? Give me a second. No. It's Tanner Morgan. Still. He's got to be 30 years really? old. If only they had that same running back. He's been there forever. Um, so the line opened up at minus one and a half. And the money's even and the line's going towards Minnesota. It op- actually it opened up yeah it opened up for Mich- Michigan State minus one and a half so that would and then flipped I'm not gonna take it but if I was going to I'd definitely take Minnesota then got to right got there's, to there's only one reason that I the just, line's moving yeah and I bet this is one where they were like you know what are we gonna do with this like who do we like Vegas making the lines like they're like maybe we should just let the market decide and just kind of set it even and see where it goes so i don't know this one's a tough one i i'll probably just stay away from it i was looking at it though like it might be one let's see what time what time is kickoff uh kickoff is at 3 30 i mean if you do good in that 12 o'clock stop uh uh if you do good tonight or do good in 12 at the 11 o'clock 12 o'clock i mean you might want to throw some throw some sprinkles on it Minnesota does have, like I said, Tanner Morgan. I mean, he's. I'm pretty sure this is his sixth year there, and uh, <laughs> their running back is one of the best players in the country. So if Michigan State's defense is as bad as we think they are, there's a good chance they just run all over them. It depends. I think their. I think their front seven is fine. Like I think they're okay. It's their back. It's the back end of their defense, the secondary that is just awful. And Michigan, I mean, Washington, just, they can throw it, though. That's the yeah. difference. I don't know what Minnesota brings. But, I mean, they might have to bring the, the, the secondary down, you know, to help stop the run. And then if they can just hit a couple play-action passes or something, um, I'm sure they got somebody that can run deep and it's probably just you just throw it up to them. Uh, I don't know. I, that will that be one that I look at for sure. Um Next big one, uh, let's do one for the 12 o'clock slot. Well, I mean, I guess we could do Iowa State and Baylor. Iowa State is at home and is a a, uh, two-and-a-half favorite, two-and-a-half point favorite. Baylor is an underdog on the road again. Back-to-back weeks for Baylor being an underdog. So maybe Vegas doesn't think they're as good as what the voters do. Yeah, I mean, they're all the way down at 17. Uh, they're only losses to BYU, which, I mean, I'm going to be honest, how good is BYU? Uh, I mean, I think they're still pretty solid, but I need to see it again, I guess, because, I mean, getting ran out the gym by Oregon's not a great look, which I think Oregon's a little bit better. But either way, um, it looks like most of the bets are on Baylor. Um, I think 
when it gets to conference play, man, it's it's hard when these even games like this. It's hard to take. It's hard to take the the home like or take the visiting dog like. It just feels weird, especially when it's that small. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know a ton about either one of these teams. I know I was pretty low on Baylor yeah. to start the year, but and they just got hammered. Yeah, and I think I've, I think I've flipped on Baylor. Like I, you know, I thought they were going to be good, and they just did not. They're not performing like I thought they would. Um, another one in that twelve o'clock slot. I don't know how much you want to talk about this one, uh, so you don't jinx anything. But Auburn, Mizzou, pretty interesting at minus seven right now with the over under a fifty one. Uh, line opened at nine and a half, and it came back down to Auburn. I still think, even though uh, TJ is is out, and I mean, I would assume that Robbie Ashford is going to be the guy the whole game. I don't know why you would bring that other guy in, unless Robbie Ashford just throws for like five picks, like, and just needs to get pulled. But like, why would you not just hand him the keys and be like, "Hey, man, let's see what you can do. Like, here's your tryout for next year." Yeah, uh, that's what I would do. I mean, Brian Harson won't be there, so I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, if you lose this one, he won't be there. I, mean, so I don't know, but I. Well, Jimmy Rain says otherwise, but you know, I guess we'll see. No, that'll be it. Um, if you lose to Missouri as Auburn head coach, you're done. Especially after last week. I mean, is it? Is it his fault though? I don't think it's his fault. We I saw think it's what TJ Finley's TJ yep. Finley's dad's fault. We saw what TJ Finley was all last year, and you punished us for three games, making us watch him again. So, you know, there's rumors of the freshman getting a start because uh, Calzada underwent shoulder surgery, so Calzada's out the rest of the year. TJ's out, so you've got Ashford, who I've heard Ashford's banged up too. So, oh, you may just turn and just give the keys to the freshman. And if the freshman is good, if he is any good, you fire Harson immediately because he was here. I didn't have to watch T.J. Finley anymore to see if he's any good. I already knew he wasn't any good. If this quarterback, I mean, he better be awful for Brian Harson's sake. That way he can say, you see what I'm working with. I've got four quarterbacks. All of them stink. And I'll say, okay, I get it. But if this guy's good, I'll say, dude, you pack your bags. You get out of here. I mean, you got to send him on his way either way. And I would say it's, you know, if you really just want to torture him, like he's been tortured the whole time he's been there, I'd keep him the whole year and just make him grind it out. Make him answer the questions to the press three times a week. Make him go to practice and game plan. Because if not, he's going to be sitting at home, you know, with $20 million in the bank. Like, make him grind it out. Make Don't give him the easy out. You haven't so far, you know what I mean? Like, why not? Why start or why stop now? Um, and then just bench, take Tank Bigsby, save him, like, whatever career he has left. Um, that's what I would do. I would just consider it a wash. I would I mean, fire him the week before Alabama, and I'd go hire Coach O for one, one day. I'd give Coach O <laughs> a milli just to come coach against Alabama. Because he's, he's the greatest, uh, like, one-week coach of all time. Like, everywhere he's went. So? Yes. As an interim coach, oh, I would yeah, bet he's been an interim bunch. I bet he's never lost as an interim coach. Undefeated. 
never they lsu uh, fired him last year and him. let him stay like they fired him yeah. and just said you're the best interim coach we can get you might as well just stay <laughs> um and this is a 12 o'clock game and i don't know what it is about 12 o'clock games at jordan Hare, but it, whatever goes on at nighttime is the exact opposite yeah. Uh, I mean, it's probably the the worst of the worst. Um, I I just don't know. I, I mean, it leaves me clueless. Uh, as far as betting goes, I took the under in this game. I, I got it at fifty one and a half, which is what it's still at. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna get a good showing of what the punters are gonna look like for for both teams. Like by the end of the by the end of the night or by the end of the the afternoon, we're gonna know. Each team's punter pretty well, because um, Auburn's defense like isn't awful. It's not. I think they have they have some issues, but I mean it's still the same dudes. It's been there. Like um, the defense is the same dude. We're not, we won't say the exact same dudes. It's not the right verbiage, but it's the same kind of mentality and physicality that y'all have always had. So I mean they're not terrible. Like they'll be able to get stops. The defense's biggest problem is the offense. Like when you're starting, yeah. when the other team gets the ball on their own 35 because of your third interception of the game, then, yeah, it's going to be tough to stop them. Yeah. Um, let's see. We'll stay in the SEC. Uh, Florida's going to Tennessee. Line opened up at 9.5 uh, for Tennessee. And it is now at ten and a half with the over under sixty three and a half. Um, this is one I, I haven't made any action on it yet. I'm kind of waiting to see. I was gonna get Braylon's thoughts, uh, to be honest, and see what y'all think as well. Because I just this one has me stumped. Like, you know, how good is Florida? Like we know they're all right at least, but how good is Tennessee at the same time? You know, it's just a tough call. I I feel like Tennessee's the better team, but I just don't know if I could bet on it. Yeah, like history tells you to take Florida because I think Tennessee's beat them twice in the last 12 years or something like that. But then again, Florida's quarterback has zero passing touchdowns and three tackles. So, like, that's not good. No. And and you're going into the second biggest stadium in the country. And Tennessee is balled in. Like, Tennessee right now thinks they're the third best team in the SEC and, like, they're going to give Alabama and Georgia a run for their money. That's what the Tennessee no, fan base no thinks. And their attitude has just carried over from baseball. I mean, the worst thing that we could do this year is let their baseball team be any kind of good because you know – that they're all just gonna be super cocky, like they're the be- like they're the best everything school around. Yeah, which they're not. That's Auburn through and through. But no, uh, I thought about it today. I think Auburn's the everything else school. You know, you know what I mean? Nope. What do you mean? You don't like they're like the everything else. Like you know, they're not really great at football, but you know they're pretty good at everything else. So you can't okay, really call them an everything school. Well, I mean, you we. Know, I would, say, I would say Arkansas or LSU is probably the truest, like everything school, because like LSU is literally good at everything yeah. except football, right? For right now, um, 
I mean, you look at like track, you look at softball, we don't volleyball, have to do that. swimming. We don't have to do that. Everything. Baseball. Core four. I mean, er- you can everything, get, bro. I'll give you softball. You can take softball, baseball, basketball, football. We'll go core five and equestrian <laughs> to keep things fair. I don't know if I don't think I don't think equestrian should be in the in the loop. Equestrian is uh, more of a sport uh, than uh, women's basketball. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. I'm gonna have to disagree. Because uh, nobody knows the the jockey's name that was riding Rich Strike, but everybody knows who Rich Strike is. Exactly. There you go. So that's my take on that. But yeah, I the think greatest. Auburn's a good. I I think it's a good everything else school. I I mean that that's what I would, you know, lay my hat on if I'm an Auburn fan. I would take it. I would take that and run with it. You know, because like Alabama right now is just a football school, and we have to wear that on our chest. Is that a terrible thing? No, it's it's fine. It's cool. Like we we compete in basketball and baseball is sometimes there, sometimes not and you know, it is what it is, but uh you know, we have to be a football school for now and you know, it is it's just reality. So I I mean if I would take an everything else school as a compliment just because y'all are good at everything else. Like basketball y'all are good, uh baseball y'all are really good, softball I haven't really kept up with, but I know y'all used to be good. Um, so, I mean, I don't, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've turned into the biggest Auburn basketball guy there is. I'm I'm dying well, for basketball season to get here. I bet. I bet you. <laughs> like, I am so ready for basketball season to be here. What player are y'all going to hold back this year? Yeah, we held a guy back. He was what the number three pick in the draft. No, nah, buddy, he fell way, way down there. I think <laughs> he was like seven. Could have been one. He should have been one. Back. He should have been one. I mean, Chet's already yeah, out for a year. Or y'all held him back. It should never have been a question. The we gremlin was taking too many shots. We scored what a hundred on Alabama. We were holding him back. Dude, bro, get out of here. Get out of here. How about he hit a free throw against Alabama, huh? What, was he nervous? He went like one for five on free throws. He probably in, didn't think it mattered. Coliseum. He probably didn't. It didn't even matter. I think we won by 40. He didn't, he didn't watch the film from the year before when y'all got swept. And then what happened? Oof. Swept you this year. Okay, congrats. Tell your best player to make free throws in Coleman Coliseum. Dude was shaking. He won't he be He was there. so terrified. I don't care, man. I don't care. Y'all held him back, and you have to live with that. Anyways, my uh, my favorite play for tomorrow is Clemson minus seven at Wake Forest. Wake Forest hasn't beaten Clemson since 2008. I know Wake Forest has uh, the quarterback came back, Hartman. Uh, you know their offense is pretty good, but the main way to you know to spread to stop the spread offense is to get at the quarterback. Clemson's got one of the best defensive lines in the country. Um, last four years, the scores, Clemson won all four, of course. 48-27, to 37-13, 52-3, 63-3. I mean, Cle- this just, Wake Forest and Clemson, it's the perfect matchup for Clemson to stop. 
minus seven just doesn't feel like enough. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, and you know, the casual would say, well, what about DJ Uga Ungale? They are terrible. Their offense is awful. Well, I mean, I don't know how many Wake Force is going to score, to be quite frank. And, uh, I mean, I'm with you. I think minus seven is not enough. It opened up at minus eleven, which tells you what Vegas thinks, and then the market moved it down. So, I'm with it. Um, you mean just run through all of them that I like? Here's a juicy one because I got a handful. Yeah, keep yeah yeah keep going keep going. Okay, so another one that I like. This is this goes back to you talking about Oregon earlier. Uh, Washington State plus seven at home. Versus Oregon, so you know Oregon looked great last week against BYU, but yep. Bo Nix at home is a different animal than he is on the road. He's this is by year his touchdowns to interceptions at home, eight touchdowns, one interception, eight touchdowns, one interception, ten touchdowns, two interceptions on the road. Starting with last year, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Four touchdowns, six interceptions, six touchdowns, four interceptions. He's a completely different quarterback. His QBR goes down by like 60 points going from home to away. And, I mean, like we've said, Washington State is good. They have a good defense. Yeah, they are good. And Cam Ward, he's he still hasn't even really clicked, I don't think. Like, he's being pretty right. efficient, but he hasn't – that offense hasn't clicked to the next level yet. And you can get him as a home dog um, for a touchdown. I mean, they're going to protect this paint, you know what I mean? Yeah. Protect we just, the house. We just saw how good Washington is. like, And now, we're, you know, Washington State, just a little bit up the road, we see how good the home footer advantages are there. I like NC State minus 38.5 over UConn. UConn is awful. That's the only reason I'm taking this. Has nothing to do with really NC State, more to do with just how bad UConn is. And people are down on NC State because of week one against um, East Carolina, when really they're a good team. They're the second best team in the Pac-12, I think. I mean, in the uh, ACC. ACC. Uh, I have UCF minus 21 at home versus Georgia Tech. This is where UCF is a tough place to play. The bounce house. And this is where they, they like to flex when they play these bigger schools and Georgia Tech Georgia Tech's a big name but they're not a good team and that's all I think I'll be taking Um, I have a parlay the Hail Mary parlay it's Clemson Moneyline which is minus 285 James Madison over App State which is plus 215 James Madison's good I love that Dude, I told you, I told you at the beginning at the beginning of the year, James Madison. I think I almost took them for, or maybe I did take them for the over wins. But they were really good in the FCS, and that they're coming over to the FBS, and that they're gonna just wear out the Sun Belt Conference. And I believe they're undefeated still. They are. They might have dropped one. No, I think they're three. Um. So. I mean, I like this pick. I don't think App State's really that great. I think they're like tough to. I think they're tough, but I mean, they almost got beat by Troy last week. It literally took a miracle. Yeah. And this that'll be. You're gonna tell me they're gonna win three good matchups in a row. I mean, I think it's a really good spot for uh, uh, 
James Madison like to come in, make their statement. Like they're think you like this is J- James Madison's a great program. Like they're already established like in the FCS, like they're already a winning team, like a winning program. So they're going to come into Boone tomorrow with a mission like hey, we're here. This team is like everybody knows who they are. Game day was game day was here. And we're going to spank them and y'all, are, you know, y'all are going to know that like who we are. So I think it's a good spot. Yes, yeah, a perfect letdown spot. Unfortunately, I cannot take that one. For a perfect letdown uh, spot for App State. They're, I mean, they beat Texas A&M two weeks ago, and then they won on a Hail Mary against their rival last week. And then I have Washington State money line, which is plus 205 versus Oregon. That, which you're not going to get rich betting parlays, but this is plus 1,200. But, you know, 50 bucks on it, you win $600. So it's, yep. it's not, you know, I wouldn't recommend that but i like doing that every once in a while just take a couple dogs money line throw them in a parlay you can throw 15 bucks on it and try to make 250 bucks yeah with that i i did the same thing um but in baseball a couple nights ago and it hit and i got a on a free free play hit 100 bucks so now i have even you know even more to play with uh, for this weekend, which is what it's all about. Yep. Um, sorry, I had my head down looking at my phone because I was taking Washington State. Um, let's see. Another juicy one that's kind of in a weird spot is uh, it's going to be the night game on ABC is Wisconsin at Ohio State, and Ohio State is a 19-and-a-half favorite. Yeah, Ohio State, this is your put-up-or-shut-up game. Like, you have to prove it yeah. now how good your offense is. You know, is your offense what everyone said it is? Because Wisconsin's not any good. Like, they're not. No, they're really not. But that's why it's the 19 has me feeling weird, you know? Like, are they trying to tell me it's going to be a close game? I just feel like it's not. But I feel like Vegas is trying to say, like, hey, it's going to be. So I just don't know. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, Ohio State is, what do you, has only looked their offense only looked good one game, and they were playing a nobody." Yeah, it's really hard, man. I don't know. It just has me thinking so much. Like, what are they trying? I always try to think, what are they trying to tell me? Like, yep. last week we said Washington was a two point. Favorite at home over Michigan State, and we were saying like they're they're telling us it's going to be a blowout, but they want us to take Michigan State. I think that's what we said. No, or what, maybe it was the other way around. Because like, Michigan State was they were, ranked. Was yes, that's right. Because Michigan State was ranked and 11th. they were the dog going to Washington. Right, yes. and we called. We said it was going to be a, a slaughtering, and it was. Yeah. Um. So I just try to I try to look at that and you know it's game it's games like Georgia State Coastal Carolina that make me double check myself like I think that Georgia State's gonna you know kind of hold the four down and they're just not the better team and I kind of get lost in the in the facts uh, which has me overthinking it today so I mean it's just it is what it is um. Another good one, uh, 
Not a ranked, not a ranked matchup. It is a twelve o'clock matchup. Duke at Kansas. Kansas is a seven and a half favorite. Um, I told y'all before the year that Duke, or I don't think, I think it was after week one that Duke looks a lot better than they used to, and now they've already, you know, they've already hit their over. But Kansas also looks a lot better than they used to. So it's like, what do you do in this spot? How do they? How are they even playing? And they're both up this year. It's incredible. Like, what a time to be alive. I want them to pause this game and don't play it. I want to stop both teams' season as it is right now, and I want to push this game back to December yeah. when nobody else is playing, yep. and I want a doubleheader. I want Duke versus Kansas football in the morning, Duke versus yep. Kansas basketball in the afternoon. Yep. And I want both teams undefeated in both. See, this is what I want. This is what I want to happen. I want it to be like at Jerry World or something and treat it like a Final Four. They play that 12 o'clock kick. That, put it on Fox. I don't care. Put it on the, play, Do the big noon kickoff at 12. Put it in the Jerry Dome. You know, sell it out. Whatever. Who cares? And then get everybody out. And then for prime time, we got the court out there in, in Jerry World. Like it's a Final Four matchup. And it's just, I mean, it's blue blood versus blue blood. Like. Oh man, how awesome would that be? It would be. That this is probably the only chance they'll ever have that. Like, how often does? I'm pretty. We I know we said Kansas already hit their over. Ain't that who it was? Yep. And now Duke. Yeah, I think Duke, Duke was Duke like four is and at, a half. Maybe the, Duke's is three. Three and a half. I think it's three, or it was three and a half. Uh, so they got one more to get. Right. There it is. Yeah. Two yes. two blue bloods just. Battling and stay undefeated. Take the it's over. Crazy. Both it's offenses crazy. are pretty good. Take the over. Take the over. It's 63.5. Obtainable. It seems like a lot, but it's obtainable. Uh, 12 o'clock kick. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fireworks in the morning. Um, you know, if if uh, Auburn is going in a, in a way, whichever way you want it to go, and if it's going the opposite way, I mean, you might want to flip it over to this game just to have some fun. You know, if you want Brian Harson out of there and you want Auburn to lose, you know, and they start winning, you know, maybe you get out of there, cool off, watching uh, one of the best basketball matchups play on turf. All right. One that, I mean, it's the elephant in the room, I would say. Arkansas, A&M, Jerry Dome, which is weird that we just brought that up. Um a&M, minus two and a half. What are you thinking? I don't think either one of these teams are any good. If I was going to bet it, I think I would just take A&M, just because they're favored. And, like, the line's so close, know. and it's, you know, I mean, really, it is kind of a mutual site, just because Arkansas is, like, right there. So it isn't like it's too much of travel for them to get there. Yeah, I mean, it's dead the middle. But I just don't think either one of these teams are any good. I don't either. I think Max Johnson being the the quarterback has means something. But I also think Arkansas just being extremely tough to play. Like they're just a tough team. So it's like who's going to be tougher cuz A&M has a really good defense. Arkansas could put points on the board. Arkansas's defense is hurt and A&M's offense ain't that great. So it's like I don't know. 
it's just a weird matchup because it's like strength versus weakness on both sides. Yeah. Whichever way you look at it. I mean, it's a big game for the West. No, it's huge. I mean, it's yeah, it's huge because, um, I mean, whoever wins this game, I mean, if both of them get their crack at Alabama, of course, Arkansas gets it at home. Um, I mean, it. This is this is huge. This is for like pretty much second and third. Yeah. Um, with Ole, I mean, Ole Miss, Ole Miss will get their say as well. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think honestly, I'll probably just stay away from this game and enjoy it, or have it on in the background during the Alabama game. Yeah. I think that's pretty um, much all college, right? Unless you've got some more. Yeah, pretty much. That's, no, that yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to hit on. What would be your best play? Best play. Let me pull up my. Um. This might be dead wrong. Because a lot of quote experts are picking uh, Oregon State, but USC man, I don't see this is what I don't understand. I, okay, so I'll go ahead and tell you it's USC minus six and a half on the road at Oregon State at Corvallis. I you can't these quote experts can't sit here and tell me how good of an offense and good of a play caller Lincoln Riley is and how to, how good of an offense they have and how good Caleb Williams is and the all the wide receivers they have and then they go on the road to an unranked Oregon State team who I don't even know one player on their team and you're going to sit here and tell me that they're going to go and struggle struggle with what you know, like I just don't understand like they're it's a touchdown favorite for a, a team that just will score on you at will. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, I have no problem taking this minus six and a half. It might be dead wrong. I might be wrong. Oregon State might have an absolute hammer in their bag and that, that I don't know about because who cares about Oregon State? But, yeah, I'm locking that one in. Honestly, might double down on it. I, I got a unit on it. I might go double. I might go double down. I might go two U's. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't know why you would go against USC right now. They've given you no reason why you shouldn't trust them. And Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison, no that reason. is the that's the best duo in the country. They clicked immediately. And yeah, they're gonna be immediately. They're gonna be tough to stop. I don't know if Oregon State can keep up with them. Yeah, I just don't see how. I mean they talk about these experts that talk about how great USC's offense is and then they say like, well USC can't stop anybody. Who why does it matter? When has that ever mattered ever in the Pac-12? It never. never has. The only the only place that's ever mattered is at Stanford because all they do is run eight tight ends at you and you I mean good luck. I mean get out of here. I hate I hate these these people who like contradict themselves week to week. Stay true to yourself, you know. Let's uh let's dig into some right. NFL yeah, now. Let's go. Let's get to something different. So you want to go through just all the games real quick, and just kind of touch on the ones yeah, that you like. Yeah, list them off. If, okay, you get if you if you got them. Yeah, I got everything. You get uh, Ravens by two and a half at the Patriots. Over unders forty four. 
I don't really... I'm not going to play this one, but if I was going to, I'd probably go Ravens. About two and a half. They just look so good. Probably well. Yeah, I think the Ravens are the better team. Um, going to New England isn't the same as it used to be, but you st- I mean, the Patriots' defense is still fine. Like, they're still good, but I mean, at three points, I would... I mean, I was expecting this to be like five or six, to be honest, but at three, I would take the Ravens. You get the Bills minus five at the Dolphins. Over under is 53. I say just blindly bet the over. I'm definitely going to take this. Both offenses are crazy take, good. Take the over, yeah. The Bills defense and look really good too. You said it's at the Dolphins? At the Dolphins. Yeah, so, I mean, anytime you think of Miami, you're not thinking home field advantage in any sport. Um, so it's not like that's going to matter. It's just going to be great weather. I mean, that's all you're going to. That's all you need to think about when you think Miami. So I'd say offense for sure. And uh, and um, um, is his name Marcus Hyde? He's I believe he's out or questionable. So that's so something is, that's a that's something to watch. Tre'Davious White is out. So the Bills will have two rookie cornerbacks. Garden Waddle and Tyreek Hill. So yeah, that's give why. Me the over. Yeah, that's why I said just take the over. It's the highest over of the week too. So usually those pay off just take blindly taking those overs. You get the Bengals minus six at the Jets. Uh over under is forty five. This will be this is one of my favorite plays. I have two that I really like this week. Bengals by six is my play. Like you you look at how bad the Bengals offensive line has looked. And they faced T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons. Like, those guys are going to make offensive lines look bad all year. Now yeah. you go, you get the Jets. The Jets don't have a guy like that. They don't have anybody that can – I mean, that's, that's two of the four best pass rushers in the league. Yeah, for sure. So I think that we're – you know, it's a little oversold how bad their line is. It's definitely very bad, but I think this is the week that they figure it out. Yeah, and the Bengals aren't just going to be bad all year. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be slow, um, you know, starting out. I mean, as we knew before. I mean, not just looking at matchups, just historically, you know, second place teams don't come out the gates extremely hot. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a perfect. I mean, the Jets, you know, barely winning, coming back against the Browns, the Bengals, uh, kind of having a heartbreak loss to the Cowboys. Um, I mean, I think this is a perfect spot for the Bengals to, uh, like, come back. There's a term for that. I'm not sure what it is. I hear, like, these these NFL, like, these old NFL betters talk about it, but I just don't know. I can't remember what it is. Um, they, they call it, like, trash water or something. It's something weird. But it's I guess it's when, like, the better – it's like when a worser team barely edges out a win and the better team loses the week before and they those teams play each other. You always bet that better team that lost. Yeah, it's a flip-flop. Um, the flip-flop method, basically. Yeah, I like that. We'll call that we'll, – we'll, we'll patent that, the flip-flop. We're like flip-flop a team bet. – a team that covers one week is playing a team that doesn't cover the week before. You take the yeah. team that didn't cover the week before. Correct. Uh, I'm going to skip the Saints and Panthers just because that game sucks. Uh, Lions at Vikings. 
I think this will be. But people are overselling how bad the Vikings looked against the Bills. Like we said, Kirk Cousins prime time. Kirk Cousins get the twelve o'clock game at home. You know, in the dome against the Lions. I think they're gonna light it up. Over under fifty two. Built different, man. Yeah, Kirk Cousins doesn't just get his name thrown around and MVPs every once in a while for like for no reason. I mean, it's not for a whole season, but after like a couple weeks, he'll get hot because he just plays twelve o'clock games at home, probably in domes, and um, or like his away games will be in domes, and people are like, "Man, Kirk Cousins look like an MVP." And then obviously, that's not it's not a. a it's not a story that can stand up on itself, but it's something to talk about. And there's good reason. One, he has incredible weapons. Two, he's not an awful quarterback. It's just when those lights get turned on and it gets dark outside, he just turns into like a Muppets version of himself. And I don't know what happens. But, yeah, I, this was this is actually my survival survival survivor pool. This is, I, this is the pick I took. Um... I mean, it was a pretty tough matchup week, honestly. It was very um, just tough because you, you still kind of, still kind of learning different teams and how they're going to be. But I felt pretty good about this one. And Aiden Hutchinson is uh, banged up, so he won't be as much of a force as he probably would be. Um, he just couldn't handle the Commanders uh, in the second half last week. You know what can I say? Uh, we're not going to talk about what happened in the first half, but. Um, yeah, I, th- I like the Vikings here. Yeah, which the I'm not going to take the spread just because I'm not betting against Dan Campbell. Like that's all he does is cover spreads. I think he's like 13 and six against the spread as a head coach. So I would just take the over over 52. Both offenses have looked good. And now you get like you said in a dome yeah, for sure on a fast track. I like the over. Uh, Chiefs at Colts. It's Chiefs by five and a half at the Colts, who have looked awful so far. But, you know, yeah. they're a good team, or we think they're yeah, a good team. Yeah, this is very sus. Very sus line here. Uh, this is a take the Chiefs, it's going to be a blowout to the casual, and then the the pros are all taking the Colts because it's like at some point they have to click. And, I mean, why not against the, the Chiefs' defense, like, they're not anything special. I mean, they're probably just like an average NFL defense, I would say. And, uh, like, the Colts know they have to put up points here. So, like, they're probably going to do it. I mean, they have a veteran quarterback. They have a very good running back. They have good receivers. They have a good line on both sides. So, it, I mean, I just don't understand why they came out so slow. I don't I don't understand. I'd, I'd have to go back and watch. I mean, the Colts aren't a team that I necessarily, like, watch a ton. Um, but I do like to keep up with Matt Ryan, so I don't know what the deal is, but I mean, it's definitely not been a good start. I think they're, I think they have the team to win it outside of their wide receivers. I think last year they had the worst wide receiver core, and now Michael Pittman Jr. has been pretty beat up, so I don't think that helps. Um, yeah, I've got some stats: Patrick Mahomes versus the Colts defensive coordinator who was with the Raiders the last couple of years. Uh, Mahomes is 6-1 and one against him, 33.2 points per game, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. So he lights this guy up. He, uh, But then, like you said, like it's, I think the casuals, I think the Chiefs are probably the heaviest bet 
team every week by casuals. And honestly, I thought the line was going to be higher than this. I figured it'd be like Chiefs by like nine and a half just because how bad the Colts have looked. Yeah, I did too. And this, it's just very sus to me. I don't know what it, I don't I don't know. There must be some kind of matchup with the Colts. I, that might be something to look into. I don't know. It's just very weird that it's so low, like too weird. Yeah, I maybe just because it's a road game. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, yeah. We have a loser leaves town game. Raiders at Titans. I mean, both of these teams stink as well. We thought they were both going to be good. Both of them have looked very bad. It's Raiders by two, over-unders 45.5. You got anything on this one? Yeah, I have a pretty hot take, um, and I'm willing to say it with my chest. If you can take, if you can give me the amnesty of saying that Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback, he's just playing as an NFL quarterback, I say that Ryan Tannehill is the worst quarterback in the league right now. He's the worst starting quarterback in the league. Cooper Rush is better than him. I don't care what anybody says. Ryan Tannehill is awful. He's always been awful. He's never been good. He's been average. He's not been good. And now he's terrible. I mean, he's one of the... You, how do you have Derrick Henry, who... I, yes, is he getting older? Yeah. Is he losing a step? Probably. He's still Derrick Henry, and he gets five yards falling forwards. Like... You, you have so much on your side, and one, you can't even keep A.J. Brown in town, and then now you're just a bum by yourself. Like, I, he's he's the worst quarterback in the league. Hey, I will I will debate that a little. I think that, uh, I think Ryan Tannehill is a very niche, niche quarterback to where he fits the Titans good. I think he works really well, like, off of play actions and stuff, so they... You pound Derrick Henry, you slide in a play action every once in a while, Ryan Tannehill's good. But if you get the lead on the Titans and he's forced to stand there in the pocket and just throw it, like, it's impossible. Awful. He's awful. Like, if it's third and nine, you might as well just punt. Like, he's not going to get it. You might as well run it with Derrick Henry and then punt. So, yeah, I will agree. He's so bad. He is one of the low tier quarterbacks but i think if he was gonna work anywhere you know i think he would work maybe the titans maybe the colts yeah and that's why i mean that's why he's been there for so long and signed two contracts with him like he's been he's been good enough he's you know they've won a lot of games obviously like they were the one seed last year um they were obviously frauds but i mean it is what it is like you know you win games you get the seed you know so I mean, it's you know, and it's fine, but like now it's it's over. Like you don't have AJ Brown, Julio's gone. Not that he was much of a factor, anyways. But um, I mean, he's just not the guy. He's not the guy. Yeah. Uh, the this is my second favorite play, or my other favorite play. Eagles by six and a half at your commies. Over under is forty seven and a half. Yeah. This is a typical like. We saw the Eagles on primetime. They looked incredible. Jalen Hurts looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now he has to go to that crap hole that y'all have. That they tried to kill him last year when the wall almost fell on top of him. He can't. He almost got him too. It did almost get him. And uh, like you just you can't redo what he did last last week this week. So I'm taking the Commanders plus six and a half. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> 
I uh, I don't know how much I like that pick. Honestly, I think the command as weird as it sounds, man. Like the Commanders have what it takes to get after him defensively. And if Chase Young was there, I mean, yeah, like good luck, Jalen Hurts. You're about to be just on the ground all day. But he's not there. But they still have Jonathan Allen, Deron, and Deron Payne. Like I know their names because they went to Alabama. But they're solid linemen. Like they they're they're pretty good. Um. I think Carson Wentz has kind of like found his groove a little bit. Uh, people are saying like, don't buy in on Carson Wentz yet. Like this is what he does. And I, you know, on the contrary, I think it's like a fresh start. Like people are starting to get behind him, and he's got a ton of weapons. Um, as soon when Brian Robinson gets back, he'll have two running backs that are probably average or above. You know, just solid NFL running backs. And then they, the speed on the outside is incredible. And then. Um, Oh, what's his name? The tight end, Thomas, or Logan? Logan Thomas. That is, yeah, Logan Thomas uh, is also solid. So, I mean, I, I like this pick uh, now that the more I talk about it. And it's just going to be it's gonna be boring. I, I was going to – so Lindsay's out of town this weekend, and I was looking at maybe going, like just driving over there and going, but like tickets were like 100 bucks. So maybe there will be – you know, this is a kind of a rivalry. I mean, I, well, it's a it's a divisional game, so going to be a lot of people there. I mean, it's a big stadium; It holds like eighty, ninety thousand. So uh, that place might get rocking too. Plus, like I said earlier in the week, Washington has this effect on people. People go there to get hurt in Washington, and yep. I would never wish that on anybody. But it just feels like a storybook. You know, Jalen Hurts is where he is right now. This is where it's possible he gets hurt here. And then everybody's like, well, you know, what could have been? This could have been his MVP season. That just feels like a storyline that we get once a year. Or A.J. Brown or somebody, and it just wrecks the Eagles Mm -hmm. season. Because right now a lot of people are thinking, like, Eagles-Bills Super Bowl. Right. Like, those are the two favorites right now. Yeah, wrapped up. Yeah. you know, I might I, I rode with the commanders last week stupidly, um, not thinking about what the, the Detroit Lions had defensively, um, especially at home. Um and it cost me, but I think I might give them the redemption. I think there's no accident I have the Heineke shirt on right now. <laughs> Plus the way your chain sits on that shirt, it looks like you have a like four emblem hanging off of it like it's just for heineke yeah that's right we have probably <laughs> i want to get a heineke jersey so bad is he even still there he's the backup ain't he? yeah he's the bet he's the third string well if carson Wentz got hurt he'd probably go in but if the, if like carson Wentz got hurt at the end of a game you know and it didn't matter I think Sam Howell probably starts the next week, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, Heineke's like the emergency backup just because he's experienced, but Sam Howell would get, like, the start. Uh, the I mean, this game's awful. We can skip it, too. Texans at Bears. Bears are favored by three. Ooh. If you're betting on this game, you have bigger nads than I do. Uh, Oof. You, you might want to go, like, you might want to call that gambling number if you bet on this game. No joke. Honest. This is going to be a brutal watch. <laughs> Nobody's watching this game. 
We have the Jags at the Chargers. This line was seven, and now it's moved down to three, which basically tells me that Herbert's not going to play. Yeah, I wish I would have grabbed that seven. Yeah, if you grabbed the plus seven. I was, I was looking at it. Because the Jaguars aren't terrible. No. Like, they're, they're, they play hard. Yeah, and there you can see uh, the Walker guy from Georgia. He looks really good. Trevor Lawrence starting to figure it out. I'm not touching this one, but just because Herbert's probably going to be out, Keenan Allen's probably going to be out. Uh, you get Packers Bucks. Last year, this game would have been a banger. This year, it's yeah. two Hall of Fame quarterbacks with really good defenses and no weapons. Like there are no good wide receivers in this game. Everyone's hurt or in Oakland. Yeah. But it's Bucks by one uh, over under is 42. If I was going to take anything, I'd probably just take the under. Just because I think the Bucks will just try to milk it and keep the ball as long as possible. Playoff Lenny, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Lenny Fournette tweeted that, uh, you know, he's let down his fantasy owner so far. So that stops this week. He's getting a tutty, he's getting in the end zone. I like, I like that. that. Acknowledge the people that put trust in you and drafted you. I'm with that. Like if if I was a if I was a professional player, especially NFL, I would I would go to my press conferences and I would have like a uh, some kind of way where I read out fan mail, like fan questions. Like they're like, hey, you know, um, was just wondering why you hit the a gap. You know, it just looked a little bit smaller compared. Like instead of bouncing it, and then you like give the reason why you're like well yeah you like break down the film for them you know what i mean because i mean they're like your coach too you know you know for sure. and i think it would be cool you know this is your job is to play football right so like you're just out kind of having fun doing like you know I, I just you know like yeah they say putting in that work but like what kind of work are you putting in like you're just kind of working out and stuff like that's stuff that kids do um so like why not have fun with it you know what i mean like that's what I would do. I mean, but I'm just also a cooler person than most most NFL players as well. So, um, we uh we have Falcons. I, I noticed I said most. Yeah, the most Go being ahead. Russell Wilson. But uh, you have Falcons at Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks favored by one. Another game. I, this started as a pick'em, so if you're gonna bet it, I would take the Seahawks at home. I wouldn't yeah. put faith in either one of these teams. Though. They're both very bad, but the Another line moved towards this the game. If you bet this game, call that hotline. One eight hundred Gambler, I think is what it is. Yeah, I just you know I like the Falcons here. I, the Falcons offensively aren't that ter- like they're not that bad, but they're not there yet. Mariota um, has looked better than I thought. Like I think he fits their system have, better. Yeah, and they have some good weapons too, like. Um, Drake London and I mean obviously they have the unicorn um, Kyle Pitts Kyle Pitts who hasn't done anything this year no but he really didn't he didn't start off hot last year either so he just gotta kinda get the ball rolling big guy takes him a while you know what I mean Um, they have another guy well Calvin Ridley but he's not there Um, he'll be betting on this game like Zacchaeus yeah he probably he probably will (laughs) Uh, Zacchaeus something or Zacharias something like that. He's kind of good too, so I don't know. But I would stay away uh, just for 
you know, men- mental health reasons. And there's, you know, there's no reason to push it. Another game like we talked about, uh, you know, one team covers, one team don't. The Cardinals in primetime last week, everyone's talking about how good they looked. You get Rams at Cardinals. Rams are favored by three and a half. Even though Matt Stafford hasn't looked great this year, I still think this is just the perfect spot to take the Rams. Even though it's on the road, so too. it's just I think the Cardinals are a little inflated just because of what they did last week, which really they were only good for like a half. Yeah, I'm with that. And uh, Sean McVay has like an incredible record against. There's a certain he's like six and one against Kingsbury. It's not just Kingsbury. It's like a certain coach like Kingsbury. Maybe it's like offensive something. I might have to look that up and like post it on Twitter or something because I feel embarrassed that I even brought it up now. But it's um, it's a great it's a great line. He's like six and one against something. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But just know he's six and one against people like Kingsbury, and it's they didn't cover last week. Just take the Rams. Uh, source is trust me, bro. <laughs> yeah, and they're friends. Like McVay and Kingsbury are right. pretty tight. Uh, you get the Forty ers are favored by one and a half at the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos are any good. I don't think letting no. Russ cook is the move. Yeah, he's not. He's not much of a chef. Uh, he's he's not as good as he thinks he is. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, Future still bodies him on a regular, which is hilarious. Uh, and I think that sticks in the back of his mind. I, I don't. I think he he tries to let let free, and he just can't. He just has has Future banging on those Bose. Yeah, if you uh, head headphones that he wears. If you feel uncomfortable with your wife around any man, you can't be my starting quarterback. I don't care who it is. No. Who the guy is. No. It it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I don't even know who's, like, I, I don't know. Lindsey used to have class with Jerry Judy. Liver you King. You think I was worried? Would you feel comfortable? Liver, I don't care. You, Lindsey, and Liver King in a yeah. room? Are you worried about him snatching? I'd be comfortable. I'd be comfortable with Lindsey in any room with anybody, to be honest. And that's how it should be. Yep. But Russ is not. He's very insecure. Yep. And, you know, he left the Seahawks basically, you know, wanted out because they were wanting to run the ball more. Pete Carroll was. And now he comes to the Broncos, and, like, if the Broncos' offense wants to look better, they need to run the ball more. Like, him (laughs) throwing the ball 38 times and completing 19 of them isn't good. No. Uh, The Monday Night Football game, another one. Actually, this is a good betting spot. Primetime games are going under basically every time. I think it's like 4-1 and one or something like that this year. I know it's more than that, but something along those lines. Uh, the unders hit. Under, over-under is 39, and it's the Cowboys at the Giants. The Giants are one-point favorites. Another time, both of these teams stink. We saw the Cowboys last week. They scored one time, and then they just tried to, you know, end the game there. So... I would take the under if I took anything. Yeah, I like that. Um, That's all I got, guys. Uh, Let's get after it this week. Let's have a good weekend. Everybody stay safe. 
Love you guys.